You're listening to the Library Pros Podcast with Chris and Bob, a techie librarian and a computer IT guy discussing libraries, technology, and all things this side of the reference desk. Thanks, Carl. Hi, and welcome to episode 42 of the Library Pros Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Bob. And today we're coming to you from the Sachem Public Library in Holbrook, New York. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. The Library Pros Podcast is produced bi-monthly, so don't forget to subscribe to our RSS feed, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe to our email subscription service on our webpage, thelibrarypros.com. And if you like what you hear, consider leaving a review on the service of your choice. We are also on Twitter at The Library Pros and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Library Pros. So today's episode is very different from what we usually do. Uh, today we're broadcasting in front of a live, quote unquote, studio audience of patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it down out there. We, we oh, paid them to be here. Yeah, get, exactly. Get more chairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're here with a panel of people who are involved in one way, shape, or form with podcasting. And today we're going to talk about what it takes to create a podcast and all the fun adventures that it can bring you. So joining us today, we're going to go around the table, is me, Chris DeCristofaro, Sachem Public Library. Go ahead, Bob. Your co-host of the Library Pros. And co-host of the Library Pros, yes. So I'm Bob Johnson. I'm the Manager of Information and Technology Services at the MS Clark Memorial Library and co-host of the Library Pros. Go ahead. And I am Carol Ann Tack. I'm a librarian at the Merrick Library, and I am thrilled to be the host of Top Shelf at the Merrick Library. And I'm Chris Kretz. I'm a librarian at Stony Brook University, but I am also the host of the Long Island History Project and the Radio Tower podcast. Fabulous, Chris Kretz. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to you. All right. The one and only. Okay, go ahead, Jimmy. Jimmy. Stepped on you, sorry. Welcome to this week. This bi-monthly edition of the Library Pros Podcast, I am one of your special guests, CJ Carl Jones. And I'm the other one, Jimmy Bender. <laughs> and that was this great, great intro, my friend. I had to. I had to throw that one in there. <laughs> and what podcast do you guys work with? We represent Marks for Life Podcast, which you can check out every Saturday on... I you know all the stuff, Jim. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff. So let me, uh, <laughs> let me, things and stuff. Let me uh, bring it down. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on uh, Google Play Music. We're on Deezer. We're on Castbox. We're on Audio Boom. Tune in, whole bunch of stuff. And Spotify. Spotify as well. Woo. And uh, we have a Patreon page, and we would love any donations and subscriptions for that. Thank you very much. Okay, we're all done with our plugs. Yes. <laughs> you guys sure? Cause like. Yeah, we had a lot. Hold on. Should we plug our social media, or we wait till the end? Wait for the end. Okay. All right. It's not enough time. No. Not. <laughs> Be here all night. Uh, my name is Michael Buono. I am the head of adult services at the Brentwood Public Library. I'm a adjunct lecturer at Queens College, and I also have a website with my friends called NoWorryObsession.com, where we talk about nerd things. Ooh, what kind of nerd things? Uh, role-playing games, board games, mostly really nerdy things. All right, we got to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen Druda, Half Hollow Hills. Eleven dollars. Eleven dollars. <laughs> My name is. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, yeah, and uh, Half Hollow Hills Digital Services. Uh, Charlene Muir, Assistant Library Director, Half Hollow Hills, and I'm co-host with Ellen Druda of In the Stacks. Okay, and our friends who are joining us via Google Hangouts today from Australia. Sally? 
Amy. Oh. <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. You're I'm on, Lance. And I am the New South Wales State Manager uh, for the Australian Library and Information Association, and I live just near Sydney, north of Sydney. And co-host of? Oh, oh, sh okay. yes, thank you. And <laughs> thank Whoops. Fellow <you>, Australian. <laughs> uh, and I'm also the co-host of Turbot and Duck, which is a library podcast that comes from Australia. My co-host can't be with us today, um, Amy. So, yeah, that's us. Okay, Claire, and I'm up. and I'm Claire McKenzie. I'm the Associate Director of Learning and Engagement at the University of Wollongong, which is just south of Sydney. Um, and I'm also a former director, a director of the uh, the former International Librarians Network, which was an international mentoring program for librarians that ran for four years. And that's how I met Chris. That's right, former guest. Oh, and I I'm turning into a specialist podcast guest. Yes, yeah. you are. I don't are. actually I don't actually run a podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I hope they That's pay. That's a good thing. How come she doesn't get charged money? <laughs> well, so, <laughs> so we wanted to talk about podcasting and beginning at the beginning, what is a podcast? A podcast is like a radio show, but you listen to it digitally, you listen to it um, on the different services, usually uh, iTunes and Google Play are the two big ones, but there's also Stitcher and Spotify and all these other places you can um, listen to them. And so... I think the big first question I'd like to ask of our panel, what drove everyone here to create and host a podcast? And for, the, for Claire and for Mike, who don't necessarily have one, you can you know, chime in too about why you like podcasts. So why don't we start with, why don't we start with the Marks for Life guys? <laughs> of course, Since, you pick us. Sure, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we gotta talk about why we decided to create a podcast. Um, I think Where do we start? <laughs> okay, I saw this thing on Twitter, and I feel like it's probably the best way to describe creating a podcast. Do you guys rem I, I feel like you guys created the phrase, hey guys, we should get together and make a band. This is the modern day version <laughs> of that. <laughs> yeah, that's ex actually, I can't um, describe it any way better yeah. than that, my friend. Um, I've, I've been talking about making a podcast for a while, but uh, I never really had the resources. And then a buddy of mine, he actually works at St. John Public Library. Shout out to Alex Boris. He, um, he was actually promoting, like, hey, uh, a coworker of mine, Chris, is actually trying to start up a podcast thing. So I kept needling him. Yo, when's the podcast? When's the room going to be done? He's like, and then I kept needling him. And he's like, all right, man, I talked to Chris. We can get an equipment set up. So I'm like, okay, this is great. Now I just need to find a co-host. And that's where Jimmy came in. <laughs> and Jimmy and I, we've been friends for a couple of years. We bonded over wrestling, and it was just a natural thing to do. Yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, um, what was it? Um, the first 10 minutes of me meeting you for the first time, you showed something um, that I quite liked that was really wrestling-themed and whatnot. And instantaneously, we connected from there. And then that's what's bad off um, my girlfriend not liking you at all. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, wait, I can, aha, I can talk smack about her. She doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Hands off. All right. But we came together to do the podcasting because we love wrestling. We love to talk about it. And we've always had discussions about it. So we figured, why not give it to an audience? Give our thoughts. Because we feel like we're intelligent. We feel like we have some good ideas. And... Um, and some not so good ones, but they've all worked out. Yeah, eventually. you know, um, I I'm not sure if that answered your question or not, but it was it's just something fun that you know brought us together. Okay, well I have to now turn it over to Chris Kratz because he's he is kind of the um, 
Well, he's a bit of a mentor. Careful, careful with your words. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he is. He is the uh, elder statesman of podcasting. Well, I'm afraid to us. ask this question to to Jimmy and CJ because you guys were talking your, your your useful energy. But when did you become aware of podcasts? Um, I was aware um, what four years ago. I think that's yeah. when it kind of like really blew up four years ago for me. Because I, I started my first podcast in 2005. But I, I guess so to go Were back to Were they alive? No. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> the shoulders were in 2005. <laughs> yeah, no, for me, it's like getting something out there that, that didn't exist before. Um, like Chris, you mentioned being, a, you know, having your own radio show. So making something that... It, it, in another world, it would have been like a, a fictional radio show, you know, a, a radio show that you would never have heard on the air. So for me, it was starting with a library podcast from, from the late lamented uh, Dowling College. But it's like something like, you, you know, what if the library had a show on public radio? And that was sort of the, the framework I started with for that first show, which morphed into, you know, what if there was a, lo a uh, local history <coughs> radio show, which there's still probably not too many of them out there. So to me, it was all the impetus of, of getting a topic on the air, so to speak, that no one else was talking about and, and getting it out into the, into the wild. So that, to me, that's the fun of it, finding people, finding stories, and, and no, no one is stopping us from putting it out there. So we just do it. And, and that really is part of the, uh, the allure of it because you, you have created control over everything. Um, not that it would make that much of a difference to us, but you know, there's no FCC regulations. There's no right. There's no time limit. You don't have to fit it into. You know, you are the format. You can do whatever you want. Make it work. Um, so it, it's freeing. We don't make money off it, or I don't know if anyone's found out a way on this panel to make you know money out of it. But that's not the reason you do it. You do it because uh, of the topic, the passion, you know, the story, and the story. Yeah, the story. You get you know is what what makes it happen. Now, Charlene and Ellen. Um, Tell us about your podcast because it's a different take, but it's, it's a unique take, but I, I really like the take because it seems to be something that other libraries are now patterning it after. I'll let so, Charlene. So it started with our director, and we were talking about an episode with NPR, and um, Helen and I immediately thought of Click and Clack. If you were an NPR uh, listener, you would remember Click and Clack and the Automobile Guys. But also, we wanted to reach our patrons that aren't coming through the door, that need help in selecting books that aren't always on the bestseller. And um, that's how we started, happily. Yeah. Ellen and I have known each other for almost 30 years now, <laughs> so it was a good fit. We felt comfortable with each other, and we had a great rapport. So I think that that's the basis of that. Will I miss when she does leave? But we aren't comfortable. There are there are what? times. What? <laughs> <laughs> there are there are times that we can read each other, or we're more receptive to some of the comments. And it was getting used to at least more for Ellen's part than yeah. mine, <laughs> because Ellen needed to be scripted, and I was like, oh, let's just wait a minute. Stop. That doesn't oh sound dear, right. That I, doesn't sound. Sound. <laughs> I went off script too many times. I so know <laughs> she was. Uh, that she reminds had to get me of someone. <laughs> but we're a good fit, and I think that's why we've been so successful with surpassing your stats. Oh, oh, he's, got the, he's got the needle, Charlene. We have, um, it's a, it's a, it's a five-minute podcast, usually just about that. 
And I think that people in uh, this time period of their lives that they want a quick hit and then get out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they do. They have enough. It's short. It's good. It's funny. And then they leave. So we're, we're done. So bye. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes is up, right? I'm, I'm going to miss her. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, here we go. All right. Sally, tell us about Turbot and Duck, and what was the motivation? Uh, we Turbot and Duck, we speak to, we try and speak to someone from um, a different part of the library world uh, every episode, um, and it came about because we kept on uh, meeting interesting people and hearing about work and projects mm -hmm. that people were doing, and wanted to find a way to have a platform for those people to talk about their work and for us to sort of learn more about it and and add, um, I guess make somewhere where people could come and access some sort of, you know, um, professional development and just, in, you know, learn more um, outside of their own sort of microcosm of the library or the system that they work in. Uh, yeah, so that's, it came about, we, um, we, presented at a conference last year in New Zealand and we announced that we were going to make a, uh, start a podcast uh, and then, which was really nicely received. And then we went, oh, we have to make a podcast now. Well, okay, because we said we're gonna do it. So uh, that was our, <laughs> that was our external motivation. So we're only up to, well, we're up to episode 14. Um, so we're way behind the library pros and Chris with uh, the Long Island History Project. Um, but we, yeah, we sort of just keep it ticking over and we just really try and reach out and, and ask our listeners and our guests for recommendations of who, who they would like us uh, to, to hear on our podcast. So Claire, tell us about, is uh, at Wollongong, is anybody doing podcasting there? No, and I'm just thinking about this. I'm scribbling some notes while you guys are all talking. And I'm, the thing that keeps coming to mind is um, we talk a lot in Libraryland about uh, about content creation and and um, and in, in universities we're talking a lot about students as content creators and how can we facilitate that and enable that. We've got a. I was hoping to actually be able to come to you from our. We've got a beautiful makerspace downstairs on the ground floor. And perhaps that's a topic for another podcast at another time. But um, it's um, we're, they're doing a lot of really interesting things in that. And I'm wondering if there's perhaps some facility for us to think about how do we how do we enable students perhaps to start developing podcasts uh, rather than coming from us. Mm. It's a slightly different role for in my situation, perhaps. Yeah, sure. Um, Sally Stiglitz has been a um uh, a guest a couple times on our podcast. Uh, she's over at Adelphi University, and they, uh, after I went over there and we did our little ep episode together, uh, it kind of lit the fire for them, and now they're actually gathering the materials to start a podcast from their library. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it can be done. I think there's, I don't know if there's going to be more student generated or more um, faculty generated, but mm. it it did spark the idea. So it is something that is part of content creation, like you were saying, but it's also something that um, can be, it's almost like uh, if you have a college radio station, it's kind of, you can go along that same kind of lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mike, Being creative. Yes. tell us about what's going on at Brentwood. Well, it's interesting because right now, most of the uh, podcasting movement in Brentwood is happening in teen services, which I can't speak directly to. But I kind of want to go back to the, the 
the original question you had about what drew us to podcasting. Sure. Because I don't think I've ever told you, but I had a really terrible podcast for a while. Did you? Oh, yeah, it was super terrible. Oh, now you have to tell us the name of it so we can look for it. <laughs> well, but, you know, that's important, though, that he says that, because I think we've all had mistakes along the way. Oh, and I think oh, that's yeah. important yeah. for new people to come in to say that mm. it wasn't as successful in yeah. the beginning as it is now. You know, we've had, yeah. Ellen yep. and I could uh-huh. tell you all our funny stories. And yep. that's who we are now. And I think you're right. It's important to say what you just said. It was said. bad. I mean, it's still up there. It's on, it's on the share, website. Share, Acceptance share. is the first key. Well, it's on horrorobsession.com. It's still my same group of friends, but we're all talking about role-playing games. We we're really influenced by a, a podcast called Fear the Boot, which is excellent. And uh, we didn't do a good job in imitating their uh, format. Um, but it's it's up there, and uh, we recorded like 40 episodes. Like, it was, wow. it was going wow. for a while. That's a lot. Wow, that's, wow, that's a lot. But you learned. So, yeah. You learned. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Would you do it again now that you know what uh, what what happened, like what went wrong? Yeah, because I like I have an incessant amount of energy, and one of the big reasons why I love podcasts is because I can learn things while doing other things. Mm-hmm. So like driving to work, I'm learning something, and I kind of use that to help build skills even when I can't stop moving because anyone sitting near me knows I can't stop moving. Um, but. Uh, I've actually, with Chris's help, I've started incorporating it into uh, my teaching. So I teach a lot of online classes, so I've been using those same skills and um, working with Chris, and we've we did reco- uh, 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 like essentially an episode together about content creation for my digital marketing course that went over really well. And there's something about that audio format which really allows people to engage with the content and go back and listen again and again if they want to to learn something new that you can't necessarily do just by reading, you know? Because like, you know, reading's great, but it doesn't meet everyone's needs. So that audio component is, it allows for different types of learners to really, you know, embrace different types of content. Well, that's kind of the reason why um, when we started our podcast, we wanted to be able to talk about libraries and technology because there are a lot of library podcasts out there and there are a lot of technology podcasts out there, but there weren't a lot that were coming together and kind of merging those two topics together. And um, when I first had the idea, I was listening to some podcasts, and you know, some of them were really good if you can't sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just a matter of um, trying to find something that wouldn't put somebody to sleep. And I, I think there are podcasts to help you fall asleep now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've just started using one of those. It's really good. I can't remember what it's called. But he speaks very slowly and um, reads a really boring story, <laughs> and you're asleep in about two minutes. Brilliant. No more counting sheep, I guess. Yeah, it's right. well, it's, it's called funny. Sleep With Me, so, yeah. Sleep With Me. Sleep With Me? Yes. Wow. Okay. wow. Sleep With Me, yep. We'll That's stop interesting. at that. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Charlene, it's, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, and, mm. and Car Talk, because when, when Bob and I had gotten together, we said we wanted our podcast to sound like that, too, where we're laughing a little bit, we're having yes. a good time. It's, we're not taking ourselves too seriously, but right. we're still trying to get some nugget of information out there. And yeah. I don't know if we were actually, you know, hitting that mark with sounding like, you know, car talk. But we try to just laugh and have a good time. And I think that's part of what you do. And if, if you're doing this because you have to do it, then you kind of lose sight of, of the whole idea. So this should be fun. Yeah, I don't think we could not online. do that, honestly. Because no. we just, we have to be silly all the time. Yes. So I'm yeah. click and she's clack. <laughs> I, I thought I was <laughs> click. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you also have to be yourself. I mean, you have to be able to, if you love it, I think about it at night, I think about what can I do next? What can I bring next to the listeners at Merrick Library? What are they gonna wanna hear? So at night, I'm sort of thinking about it, thinking about it, and I do, I love it so much, I, I really caught the bug. And thank you all for letting me sit at the cool kids' table tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate it. I'm only up to episode 12, so I can tell you all about my mistakes and those 2 a.m. texts to Chris in the middle of the night. I know you're asleep, but when you wake up, could you please help me with this in the morning? <laughs> no, you're doing just I fine. I think it's really important to make sure that if you're going to start a podcast, whether you're a student or a library person or whoever is that you make sure that, um, well, you've got to be okay with doing it in your own style and how you want to do it. So, which we've already sort of talked about, you know, how it's going to, if it's going to be just you talking or interview style or, and how long it's going to be. Uh, and if you want to laugh because that's the way that you enjoy doing it, then you do it that way. We've had a little bit of feedback occasionally that we're, we laugh too much and when that, that we're not serious enough on our podcast <laughs> but that's just we if we tried to do it that way and we tried to take the fun that we have out of it then it just wouldn't be us and then we wouldn't be we wouldn't want to do it then so yeah. you have to you have to do it your own way and in your own style and if that means you know um silly noises and 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 laughing well then that's fine and if it means it's a serious topic and you want to talk about it seriously we'll do it that way i think that's what the best thing about podcasting is it's it's a completely independent thing that you can make and put out online it goes up you know you put it into itunes and it's up against it's up in a category with really really famous podcasts which are highly produced and have a lot of money behind them and then there's there's your little library podcast sitting next, sitting there next to them that you made, you know, in your bedroom. I think that's the best thing about it. It's a totally democratic platform. Right. You have or, to be or my kitchen table. And I also think, can I jump in there? I think, you know, Sally, that um, if if there's too much laughing on Turbot and Duck, then there's plenty of other library podcasts to go and listen yeah, to. Like, you exactly. Know, yeah. <laughs> everyone has their own audience and their own. Um, that's exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. I think the audience picks up the rapport between the two or yeah. three people that are guests. I think they actually pick it up, and that's what they're mm. attracted to. That's what um, my uncle actually talked to, because he, he's a, uh, a weekly listener, actually, and he's a special guest sometimes. And he talked about it. He said that the podcast, like, you could tell who is who. Like, like Jimmy is the very straight man, you know, he, gets a, he keeps us on track right. to make sure we don't right. veer off. Gotta have one of those. Yeah, yes. and we've, we've had people who said that they enjoy just when Ellen and I talk because yeah. they can sense that. Yeah. yeah, and from the marketing perspective, too, for the library, like, not to make this clinical, but you're not trying to really market the book. What you're doing is you're building a relationship with the listener. Yes. And that's bringing them into the library because they want to see you. They like oh, that's the book. Scary. They can get wherever. That's right. Like honestly, mm -hmm. but like if the thing that brings them back repeatedly is the people in the building they make a relationship mm -hmm. with, and it's a vector for us to make a relationship with people where we're not forcing them to come at a specific time to a specific place. Right. It allows yeah, them to insert true. into their own lives. And they can tune in whenever they have a minute. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the beauty mm -hmm. of it too. It's it's truly on demand. You can listen to it whenever, wherever. Um, and after a while, you know, if you really like the podcast, and you know, you can't wait for the next episode to come. Just like the same way it was with TV back in the eighties and nineties, you know, you can't wait for that next episode. And if you are fortunate enough to have a following like that, then you know, you, you must be doing something right. Can I ask you a question, Chris? Sure. So why, 
why podcast and not doing like a video, like a YouTube channel? Because we do go on Facebook Live, mm -hmm. and they are seeing our, you know, our wonderful faces. I don't want to do a video. Um, have you seen? But I'm, I'm asking the panel. <laughs> Ellen, I'm, I'm asking, Ellen, I'm asking have the have panel, seen, not just Chris. I, have I you seen made Chris and I? Yeah. That's why I we don't do video. Chris. That's why we do audio. Um, <laughs> and I thought that was the that. easy answer, Bob. You don't so, want yeah. Video, yeah. Well, we did but I mean, really. Well, we actually did two that were video streamed on YouTube with yeah. um, with uh, Idaho when we did the two episodes with uh, with Jeff Stratter. So why not more? Well, he set it up on his end. Oh. <laughs> but you could set it up on your I end. Think. I'm sure we could, but it's just a matter of adding another layer of technology. Yeah, I think and it goes back to what Mike right. was saying about the engagement, you know, and you can listen and do something else at the same time. Yeah. Um, right. It's funny, I've, we've interviewed a few people on, on my show where we've explained to them, and we tend to interview older people sometimes because of the history nature of it. And, you know, they'll show up dressed up and things. And we'll say, oh, well, we're not, you know, they think we're going to video tape it. No, this, don't worry, it's just audio. So. I don't want to be on video. I didn't yeah. think you did either. No, did I you? don't. But it's sort of a, a the general The director mentioned it and we both question said no. Because a lot of, there's more, you I too. think that there's more people consuming video than they are pot audio. Uh, so it's, it's just my guess. The, the I, don't, I could be wrong. The yeah. one thing about that, though, is a lot of, um, when you look at a lot of podcasters, um, they're not, like when you do you something like YouTube. What are you no. trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I forget that part. Of Anybody no. can be made to look attractive. No, it's it's more like Full a lot of the consumers yeah. nowadays. They they are busy. You know, they're always doing something, and and that point keeps getting brought up, and it's just something um, background. You know, even when I'm watching videos on YouTube or I'm listening to them through my car. That's most of the time I listen to it. I only listen to the audio aspect because I'm always doing something. You know, I, I feel like the video, while it does add that extra layer, it could also be an extra distraction, too. Mm -hmm. Because to if they were watching us on our podcast, instead of paying attention to our content, they could just be see me trying to steal my co-host's cookie yeah. that Which he brings from Stoppinger. It could be interesting, but so it would take away from maybe. So you can multitask. Yeah. You, you can know. steal There's cookies and talk. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we do not promote thievery. There's but something while you're listening, you can also multitask. Yes, yeah, that's you know? I think their point. Yeah, right. There's I something in video, though, where as YouTube is coming in an increasing space on its own, like yes. the video is coming increasing mm -hmm. competitive, and you need to have an added value to that visual in order to really make a breakthrough into the market. Mm -hmm. So unless you're famous, unless you're going to be like, yeah. you know, um, Do you uh, think Joe podcasts Rogan. will go that route? I mean, now there's a billion and a half podcast, not as good as this one, but I mean, I, do you think it'll become the same oh. kind of thing where it won't be this nice nerdy discussion among, you know, librarians, it'll be something that's ultra produced. And it probably already is. Yeah, I, yeah, oh, it, what it am I levels. saying? It, it is. In our line of uh, wrestling podcasts, a lot of wrestlers do do their own podcasts, you know. Yeah, um, sure. th there's like at least 20, uh, about like at least 20 that I could think of where they had their own podcast, their own you they use a lot of social media. Podcasting is definitely one of them. You also have pe uh, a lot of reporting, like um, like reporting, sports networks. quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Well, you have Bleacher Report would would be a considered well, yeah, other entertainment. Reporting. Yeah, entertainment reporting on that as well. You know, there's a lot of podcasts with that, so I, I feel like it has gained the traction to yeah. be accepted by pop culture. Um, I think that we are at that day and age where anyone can do a podcast and right. it just be considered cool. So I don't think any of it's us are nerdy. I think we're. I beg your cool. pardon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're ahead of the curve, is what he's I trying to get at. We're part of this crowd. That's um, right. I really don't think they want to see us. I think they want to hear us. 
I, I, well, you have a beautiful voice, so. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Well, it's one of those things, too, that, you know, when people want to listen to audiobooks, a lot of times they're listening while during their commute, yep. sitting right. in the car. Right. And it's, it's, it's passive listening as opposed to when you're watching a video, there's, there's a different level of engagement there when you have to, it, it, you, have, you have that audio component, but if you're watching as well as listening, it, it, those are two senses. And a lot of times the people, like Mike was saying, there's multitasking. Maybe yes. you're out in the garden and you just have the earbuds in mm -hmm. and you're listening to a podcast or you know, you're cooking dinner and you're listening to a podcast. There's a certain appeal to that. And that's why regular radio hasn't gone away. That's why talk radio is yeah. still there. That's yeah. why news radio is still there because it could still be, you know, part of it is it can be white noise, but mm -hmm. part of it is also, hey, you know what? I'm going to, I heard about this podcast or this episode looks interesting. Maybe I'm going to learn something while I'm doing something else. And I think there's like a, a minimum level of audio that's acceptable, but there's no cap like to how high production values can go. So people, like celebrity is different now. People don't consider celebrity to be the same thing that it used to be, especially amongst younger teens. All the that's research shows that Generation it. Z shows like their favorite Instagram model exactly. who tries on clothes is as famous to them as, you know, yeah. Vin Diesel who's making movies all the time. Absolutely. Right. That's what, what that's what made me think about it is like yeah. the, the superstars of podcasting will be these won't be us. Uh, <laughs> 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 <Maybe not. laughs> well, even in terms of something like, um, oh, what are those two guys my kids watch all the time? Um, Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> 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 uh, no, they're not on. Long, long, long time ago. No. No. Spin and Marty. Spin and Marty. Oh my goodness. Rhett and Link. That's that's the example. You don't know Spin and Marty. Rhett and Link are just a they're a podcast that turned into a video podcast, which oh. then turned into, now they have their own uh, YouTube Red channel with their own television, their own television, I'm putting my air quotes up, their own show, like a video show, plus Hope they have us. their video podcast, plus they have an audio podcast. My oh, warning? Just a little plug, because um, we're talking about Chris's <laughs> kids. Just to talk about Chris's kids. Uh -huh. They actually have their own podcast. I, I haven't asked you about that in a while. How, how's their podcast going? They've on? only done those two episodes. They've oh. only done those two episodes? I'm trying it's not to enable them. They have homework to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want them to beat you in statistics, exactly. right? <laughs> well, but, I mean, there, there are nice. examples yeah. now. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to Lore. There's a podcast called oh, yeah, Lore, Lore, which became an Amazon series, and now it's a book series. So, I mean, it's a platform now for people to to you know, reach to higher levels or you know, podcasts are getting adapted into TV shows and, and movies and vice versa. So I think it's just part of the media cycle now. It, it, yeah. it fits in with everything else. And that's why it's a great idea to offer it as a service to patrons, yes. which is what you guys are doing down under over there. Right. Um, because uh, the younger, the, the kids, the young people, they, they're now they're gonna see how people can succeed with podcasts and become you know, the next Netflix series. And in our new building, we will have a podcast room which we will open up to the public. Oh, really? Nice. Yes. That's, that's, that's very cool. That's we're going to copy Sage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> him. Well, that's, that's the, one of the reasons why we're doing it in front of, uh, I'm, I'm going to say audience, but, you know. Hi, all three of you. They're um, an audience. Hi, <laughs> we do. The they we wanted to promote the fact that we now have something called The Booth, which was a study room that we soundproofed and made into a recording studio. Thank God we soundproofed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're gonna call the the soundproof curtains the CJ curtains. Uh, yes. Yeah. Have you guys gotten complaints from 
from other people about I've it. I've asked him not so many times about it. Not complaints, <laughs> but just I say, guess. wow, those guys really can be loud. <laughs> it, it's just so guy. Complaints. It's singular. It's, so, yes, complaints. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what's nice is now we have that. It, it's, a, it's a service that we provide. So we have the board. We have the mics. Uh, it's really not that hard to, to set up. Um, even if you don't have a device to record with, we can provide an iPad with for you that you can then export the audio with. And, and we also have Audacity over in our studio makerspace so that you can yes. edit and, and do all that other stuff too. So um, it's a great service. It, it really is. It is it's a great, great service, service to the community because now you can have the idea and not have to go out and buy all the equipment because now you just need the idea. If um, it's free, it's for me. <laughs> it certainly was for us. And that's actually a good segue into the next topic I want to talk about with regard to recording hardware. Because if there's one constant in podcasting is that there's no one way to do this. So I actually want to start with Sally and talk about how you and uh, Amy do it. Because you and Amy are very rarely in the same room when you do the podcast. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. So we live in different states. So... Uh, we our setup is that we record uh, locally at each end using Audacity, um, and then we use Google Hangouts to see each other and also hear each other. So, and then when we have a guest, we either ask them to we basically it's sort of a quick run through of what computer are you going to be using, um, and usually it's a PC or a Mac. So if it's uh, Mac, we ask them to use QuickTime to record the audio, and we still use a Google Hangouts link to all see each other. Uh, if they're on a PC, then we use, um, I think it's called Windows Recorder, or if they've got Audacity, just depends. Just takes a little bit of legwork um, leading up to the interview, uh, to the recording to find out what they're using and what we're gonna do. We haven't come across anyone that doesn't have a PC or a Mac yet, but I'm sure that's gonna happen because something different um, goes wrong or causes a, a bit of a, oh, what are we going to do here pretty much every time we record? Um, so, yeah, so we then we use the Hangouts to all see each other, which makes it a little bit easier. And then um, we just upload the files to Dropbox and then uh, Amy and I take it in turns to edit the episode and pull it all together. And we do that in Audacity as well. Um, and that's about it. And then it goes, we use Blueberry the same as um, Chris does for the Library Pros. That's our host. Uh, and WordPress, and then it all goes up that way. And yeah, that's about it. So we, yeah, we we, we had some strange problems. We had one episode. Uh, mainly the problems we have with TechWise are more, um, you know, echo and bleed from people's headphones and and people sitting on chairs that make clicking noises every time they spoke. I think they sort of adjusted every time they went to talk, and it went made this really awkward noise. So um, yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah. So Chris, tell us how you. Because you do it, you have a, a different setup than what most of us we, have. Well, um, it, it's a portable recorder, so it's a Marantz, which is, um, you, you can hook your mics into that. And it's interesting, talking about the library space, we record mostly at, at Sable Public Library, and we use one of their conference rooms, and every once in a while, you know, people will start looking in the window. and say, So I, I think, just to harken back to what we were talking about, people are getting more used to seeing, you know, what a podcast looks like, how to record it. So yeah, so we record interviews uh, to this digital recorder, and then I just bring it over to the computer. I use Audacity too, edit it through that. I do a lot of editing, so a lot of tweaking and, and rearranging and adding things in. Um, I use Libsyn. I don't know if anyone else uses Libsyn here. Uh, one of the other. No, I looked into it, but okay, that's the other big, you know, hosting company. I would say next to Blueberry, um, okay. we've been using for a while, and they've been great with us. So 
They got us an Alexa skill, so we're happy with that. Yeah, I'm listening. really, yeah, I'm, I'm enamored with that idea. I don't yes. know if Blueberry has that yet. All you have to do is say, Alexa, enable yeah. Long Island history. And we just Whoa. launched it. Wow. <laughs> just launched wow. Alexa. Wow, that's, that's right really there. cool. That's right. Jimmy, why, cool. Jimmy, why can't we get that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> but yeah, and so, I mean, to me, the question is, is how much do you want to edit or do you like to edit? And you, you can make it a lot smoother or rougher or depending on what tone you want, you know, you can do a lot in post if you have the time, but it takes time. Yeah, Ellen is our great yeah. editor and um, I'll put a plug in for Chris. He was the one that helped us start off. Mm -hmm. The fabulous Chris Kratz. The fabulous Chris Kratz, yes. Yes, the fabulous Chris Kratz. And Ellen has taken over fabulously. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so we all know from Marks for Life what you guys use. You use the same setup that that we yeah, here. We, yeah, for equipment-wise, yeah. Um, they're great equipment, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, we kind of miss the old one a little bit. I like how we You do. It. I like don't. This is great. You know how much sounds I can do? You know how much I can play with the board now? It's yes. so much fun. <laughs> now, now you know why I like the other system. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a child. I'm sorry. But um, I, I don't know. The equipment's nice. The equipment is also, um, I don't know what we call it. What do we call this? this the board? It's a 12 track board. There we go. All right. <laughs> Plugging in the 12 track board. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's a very simple um, board, especially for beginners like myself. You know, I, I'm able to really understand it and figure it out. Um, I still want to play around with it, but I just, I never have the, enough time to really play around with it. And I'm scared Chris will come and be like, did you guys touch the board too much? Like, yes. Jimmy, don't show him the echo functions. <laughs> no, he already discovered that. Oh, like, he that first day. You showed That's day us one. That. You showed us the echo functions, and then we couldn't figure out how to turn it off. And we were like, turn it off. But, um, I, I, that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hardware, um, I've always liked to explore other kinds of hardware. Not that we don't appreciate the hardware you have oh, no, or anything fine. like that, but... It would be fun to like once in a while try new um, mics and new headsets and new boards just to have fun with it. But sure, you know, it's considering how, tinker, yeah, considering where we are, like in podcasting, that's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> right, <laughs> Jimmy, don't don't say anything like that. They let us use this for free. <laughs> <laughs> we are very appreciative. We love all the equipment. It is the best equipment. <laughs> So Bob, why don't you tell everybody about our very first podcast? Because we were we didn't have the setup that we that we use. Um, I wasn't going to bring that up, but yeah. <laughs> that's okay. So I'll bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, Ellen, is our, <laughs> Ellen is our very first guest, and um, we started with the Blue Yeti microphone, which had about forty different adapters to get it from yeah. from my phone, which is what we're recording with, to the Blue Yeti. Oh um, it was a bit of a wiring nightmare, right? It was a great story, though. It was just the three of us. It was our first <laughs> podcast ever, and we were so excited about how well it went. And it really did. It went really well. It was, it, was, it was like minorly scripted. It wasn't majorly scripted, right? Right. And uh, we, we just thought it came out fantastic, and then we all said our goodbyes, and Chris was kind of texting me, oh, this was really great. All the equipment worked out. It's fantastic. And uh, he's like, well, you know, I've, I've been playing it back, and I just have a lot of snow. And I said, I said, oh, come on, stop messing around. And it was like nine, no, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. I promised myself I wouldn't listen until the morning, but right. I, I got to about 11 o'clock and, and I just couldn't help it. I had, I it was like that last donut in the fridge. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you had to have it. Yeah. And I put it on and I heard the intro and the intro music played and then it was yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. And then I fast forwarded and I found, because we break our podcast up into segments and I heard the bumper music for each segment and I just kept hearing Oh. So I text Bob and say, Bob, 
It didn't record. <laughs> and he writes back, ha, 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 very funny. Yeah. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It Chris didn't record. That's a right of passage, He always says though. it's like that movie Contact with Jodie Foster yes. when she comes yeah. back, and it's like yep. an hour's worth of nothing, and that's yeah. all we had. Yeah. Um, so we redid it, and the second was even better, right? Absolutely. So it was yeah, it was Absolutely. much better. I think we got all our nerves out on that first one. Yeah, uh, we you know, did. It, yeah. Really, it was much better the second time. It's like it's, it's it was like practice, yeah. exactly it was right. Better the second time. It was. And, and it was something as silly as on the app, there's a lock button to, to key the mic down, and I didn't hit that lock button. So you did hit that lock button this time, though, right? Right. Oh, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. I think I learned from my mistake. Did but, we uh, do that once, Jimmy? But no, we did not. We had another, we have a different you story. Will. <laughs> but one thing that, that I found with the Blue Yeti, um, it's a great microphone if you're doing a one-person or two-person podcast, but when yeah. you start getting more people, you have to huddle around mm. it like it's a fire in the wintertime, oh. <laughs> and you, you get a little too close for comfort. So That's after we did the first episode, yeah. I, I kind of said, oh, it's time to go back to the drawing board, and I found um, this little four-track um, recording board that was made for the iPad. So the iPad actually, if you have a 9.7 inch iPad, it slides right in and the lightning connector pops right into it and it's really easy to use. And uh, I still use it when we go out and around other places if we're not here. And it's just a great solid little board. And uh, you know, that's, that's how we got our real start after that Blue Yeti microphone disaster. It wasn't a disaster uh, Jimmy, I'm glad we came after <laughs> that generation. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, that, that board that he's talking about now is the one that we started off with. Oh, yeah. But that board was awesome. I, I love want, that board. I don't want to huddle like around a fire. <laughs> hey, Carol Ann, that's the board you have now too, right? It's the easiest, most wonderful board in the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I can use it, anyone can use it. And I do play oh, Endorsed by Carol Ann. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's true. I had a good teacher. And Chris said to me, make sure when you, you know, you practice with it and you take your time with it and just record things so that you get comfortable. Turn on the lock button. And you I turn did. on the lock button. <laughs> one time I left it off and I caught myself just in the nick of time and I pressed the button and I thought, oh, damn, all right, well, let's just keep going. But I did catch myself, so I was happy. Um, but when you look at this little board, it doesn't look like it's actually going to do what it does, and it makes you look really very cool to all the kids and the people at work. <laughs> I think it's hard to get over the intimidation factor of how some of these things look at first. You haven't got had a video, you could, sorry. No, go ahead. No, that, I said if you had video, you could see it. I'd just be an annoying thing. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> you just really want to do video. I I, and yeah, and I really don't. I just she like does to be not. like a guest. No, I, <laughs> no, I get that completely. Uh, yeah, you understand I'm me. I'm a professional pest. <laughs> professional pest. Professional pest. But, um, the, uh, you know, I've used now, probably thanks to Chris's presentations, I've used virtually every form of podcasting equipment um, when it comes to, like, the little handheld digital recorders with microphones connected, and I have a Behringer board at home that I use, and then this board, and it's all intimidation factor. Each one has its own little What's things you have favorite? to worry about. Mm -hmm. But What is your favorite so far, it's the one I've used the most, which probably is because it's the Behringer, because it's the one that I know how to use. Ah. But I gotta admit, the, it's really nice to have that visual uh, interface on the iPad, on the um, on the boards that Chris has been using here at the library. Yeah, so the board doesn't intimidate you anymore. You intimidate the board. 
No. <laughs> it's more like me and the board have come to a mutual understanding. <laughs> mutual intimidation. Yeah. You signed contracts with signature and everything, and that's how it works. Yeah, it. it knows I won't destroy it now because I spent a lot of money on it. And, uh, yeah. A little blood oath here and there. Yeah, you know, tribute yeah. to the blood gun. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to touch on this next topic. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because um, it, it is one of the harder things to do when you're when you're creating a podcast is getting that audio up to iTunes and Google Play. And, I mean, everybody, when you first start, you have this misconception that oh well, I'll just upload it to iTunes, and it doesn't yeah, work that no, way. It and it's work that way. and it's so hard to explain to people who don't understand that you know it's not actually going to iTunes. iTunes is just basically the biggest mirror site out there. Um, so. Right. So, Chris, I'm going to defer to you to give me the give us the two minute, quick and dirty on uh, on this. Well, basically, you just need to host your sound, some host your audio file somewhere. So that's that's your middleman. So, um, Libsyn, like I said, that's that's where I host it. You know, and we all pay a certain amount, or you know, most of these are pay sites. So it's usually determined by how much you're uploading per month. Um, and then that creates an RSS feed. Actually, I'm, I'm helping an academic library. I'm sort of quasi-consulting on a podcast they're doing. I'm trying to get them, you know, what are you, how are you getting the feed? It's, oh, there's somebody doing that. Well, the, feed, the RSS feed is, is the, probably the least understood piece of it, and it's the hardest to do. But if you have a host, they, they give you this file, and that's what you send to iTunes. That's what you submit to Spotify, all these different places. So, you know, once you have your RSS feed, that's your key. Um, and that pulls your episodes into all the apps that people are using to listen to, you know, Downcast, Overcast, Apple Podcast app. Because um, most of the listening is going through a mobile device now. So you need it. You need your you need your file host. You need your RSS feed, and then you send it to all these different directories. Basically, that's the, the quick and dirty. That's the quick and dirty. <laughs> yeah. It really is dirty, but it's it, nothing it is quick. The unsexiest. <laughs> nothing <laughs> quick. No. <laughs> Jimmy, right. That's all you. Oh my God. So now that we, we glanced over probably the hardest part of this, um, <laughs> let's talk about the craft. Let's talk about how you get your guests, how you come up with content. And I'm going to start with Sally because she's it, it's kind of unique with, because of the way her and Amy do it um, and how you pull people from New Zealand and all across Australia. Yeah, so initially um, we started with people that we knew and already had relationships um, professional relationships uh, and then we've um, after that we've sort of reached out to people that we've met at events or we've heard about the work that they're doing or they've got sort of quite a, a lively active Twitter profile and they're sharing and talking about things that we think oh that could be interesting to our um, listeners uh, and we just try to um, pull people from all the different areas of the library profession so we you know we uh, we just recently interviewed someone who is a librarian who works in a museum uh, because we know that that's what a lot of people are interested in um, hearing about people, you know, librarians sort of working in non-traditional library roles. That seems to be, I don't know whether it's like that in, over in the States, but over here, there's quite a lot of interest in that. Um, and we've also started a group for um, our podcast listeners on Facebook and we're sort of in, having little chats in that group about, um, you know, uh, what topics people are interested in and who they'd like to hear from. So a little while ago, we did a, a like a Twitter shout out and asked for people to su suggest um, guests for the podcast. And we've got a so we have we've got that in a list. And some of the people that we've approached have said no because um, they 
they don't want to do it or they oh, and some much. of them sorry go because you, you laugh too much and giggle too much <laughs> pardon because you laugh and giggle too much <laughs> no no because i think uh a uh, couple of them didn't really feel like they had anything to share or anything to say um and others were just really weren't very comfortable with it and some of them yeah probably thought that we were too laugh we laughed too much so yeah that's kind of how we it's basically we just um you know look at conversations that people are having on twitter and online and and listen and 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 try to follow um the threads of what what's being discussed and 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 also figure out you know uh how we would approach talking to that person and the questions that we want to ask and one of our things is we do send our guests our list of questions you know a few days before so they've got some time to pre pre to prepare and to tell us also what they don't want to talk about because some people aren't able to discuss their work at all because of um, restrictions from their employer so we have to kind of cover all that sort of stuff as well interesting it really is now uh, Charlene and Ellen you have a different take on it because of the nature of your podcast why don't you share with us about how you put together your uh, your craft as it were well um we generally, you know, we, we do a, a few episodes at a time because our episodes are so short. We can sit and, and bang out like f three or four or so at a time. So um, we, if it's just Charlene and I, we each bring a couple of books and we talk for five minutes about each book and, and that pretty much is it. Or, or we may bring in another librarian and, and they talk about um, their book. So uh, we did have somebody from Long Island Reads come and talk about that book. So uh, I forgot the question. Wait, Chris, what? How do we get, how do we get no, people? How do you get your guests? No, oh, okay. Well, we're our guests. So um, <laughs> I, I usually send Charlene an email. So that, that's how we do it. Does that answer your question? I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine. I actually think that the um, In the Stacks podcast as a way of introducing um, a library to setting up their own podcast is the perfect example because uh, you know you're not having to seek outside guests and it's it's short and it's to the point and it's talking about something that most librarians can talk a lot about which is books um, and I've used it in sort of examples over here for people who have said you know I'm thinking about um, starting a podcast with my library and I'm like well look at, listen to this one because this is it's yeah it's perfect I love it uh, one thing that you can also do is open it up to patrons. I'm mm. going to make Charlene laugh when I say opening it up to patrons. <laughs> you have to be careful. We have a very funny story about that. We are not going to tell on this podcast in oh, case he listens on. to it. No. Chris shared his story. No, we can't say it. We can't share the story. <laughs> it's very hard um, having a Chris. patron come forth and say he wants to be on your podcast. Oh, You've already uh, said too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you, but the, uh, I, we have this argument all the time. In fact, we had the argument in the car coming here that I do think discussion. it's a great idea. Discussion. We don't argue. Um, that it's a, it would be a nice idea to open it up to patrons and have them come in and review their books and um, talk about what they like about it too. Uh, you know, the book group leaders can come and do a podcast on their book that they're leading a discussion on, like we did with Long Island Reads. Um, and sometimes that works, but we've had um, staff come and be our guests, and they completely freeze. Yeah. You know, it's like, we can't go on. They've frozen, and you would think, why? Um, and we find that the stacks are the best when it's just her and I. Yeah. Oh. We're so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it is. I think it's the, 
the comfort level, as we were saying before, you know, they people if we're comfortable with each other, people are comfortable listening. Right. So they enjoy it. And it, it's it's over in five minutes. How bad can it be? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so Carolina, tell me about your approach. So when you and Bob first came to interview Ellen and Marisa and I about as the library pros and you came and you, we were talking about how we use technology in different facets of what we do. One of the things we talked about is how I use a lot of technology in my book discussions. Everything from Skyping, which now everybody's doing, which is amazing because it really, it, the patrons love it. And it's also great to you know, see you're seeing the person right in front of you and you're establishing these relationships. And so my content for the podcasts goes right to these authors who I've just Skyped with. And I'll say, listen, you guys have a new book coming out why don't you come on the podcast? So I have all of these author interviews lined up, and they usually keep them for about five or ten minutes, but then they, we keep talking. So the content goes anywhere from reader's advisory to what's happening happening in the library itself. So I've got everything from programming, what the children's room are, is doing, and then just recently for the May the 4th Be With You program, I thought, well, why don't I just go set up the table in the room with the kids and have them on the mic? which could have gone horribly wrong, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you. Oh, God. I did say a couple of Hail Marys before I <laughs> sat down. But, and then as we were doing this, um, this incredible content, it was really fun. I decided to have the kids do the intro. So they all got together and did a promo for Top Shelf, <laughs> which we all had the chills listening to these kids say, you know, welcome to Top Shelf, all the news at the Merrick Library. That's, That's cool. exactly what our goal is. Right, that's our mission statement. So the podcast is everything from programming to readers' advisory to entertainment. And then when I feel like, well, all right, I try to do it every week, and at the end of the week, if there's been so much book news, books to movies, and who's gonna star in this, and something that's been optioned, I just sit there by myself with my little script and just hit it and r sort of announce things that are coming up that they may have missed during the week. So my content is everywhere, and it's only 12 episodes. So <laughs> I don't know what's don't coming. Don't burn out too fast, Carol. I know, Carol. I don't know what's going to come next. <laughs> Calm down. I can't help it. I'm excited. Yeah, no, it's good. So, Chris, you have a, because you're a local history podcast, um, you have a different approach as well, right? Yeah, and, and it's, it's sort of organic. I have a co-host, Connie Curry, who's um, the best Long Island co-host if you're doing a history podcast, she knows everyone. So we kind of alternate. She'll bring in people. She, she had a friend who was a stock car racer on the island in the 40s and the 50s. So he just came in and talked about his experiences. I tend to look for people in the library world. So we've talked to a lot of archivists, um, things like that. But we've talked to bottle collectors, um, a, a farmer on the East End who runs the Long Island Seed Consortium. They save old seeds. So they're trying to bring back these historic, they, they go through seed catalogs and things. So we, we jump around a lot. Um, we'll cold call people. You know, we'll use Twitter and things like that, too, to find them. Um, but what we, what we tend to do in terms of the craft, I guess, is we look at what topic have we not talked about a lot. And then we'll try to find people to fill that. So you know, we, we've noticed that we don't have a lot of sports. So I'll ask you guys if there's a Long Island history of, of wrestling, because that would be something interesting. Mick Foley. But so like we, we just interviewed um, Chris Vicaro from the Suffolk County Hall of Fame about the Long Island Ducks, which if you've ever seen the, the movie Slapshot, it's 
some of those stories are based on the Lone Island Ducks. So wow. we, we kind of look for topics, and then sometimes if we meet somebody interesting, you know, we'll bring them on. But um, and most people, you know, don't don't bat an eye. It's interesting. They they you know, Charlene, you were mentioning people freezing up. You know, most people will say, "Hey, do you want to be on a podcast?" I'll say, "Sure." And I, and like I say, sometimes they don't, they don't even know what that means because they'll show up, you know, dressed for video. But um, most people, you know, are anxious are are willing to talk. You know, if it's something they're passionate about. So. We've had good luck just getting people, and, and we don't script, so um, it, it, it gets a little hairy. We don't send them questions or anything, but we just kind of keep talking, and I can you're, fix a lot of it in, in post. <laughs> you're fortunate, We get a lot of no's. They are really? they, okay. stage fright. I don't know. They go, oh. Yeah. Hmm. You know what's great at Merrick? The the programming, the people in children's and young adults and even adult reference, they can't wait to get on and talk about all the things that we're awesome. doing. So we good haven't sign. had anyone get cold feet yet. <laughs> Everyone's ready that we're in brag mode. Good. <laughs> Chris, can I just jump in for a sec? Um, sure. It's Claire. Sure, just Claire. As a guest, I suppose, I want to pick up on something Sally said about people perhaps saying no because they feel like they don't have anything to contribute. And mm. that's, a real, that's a real thing. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to that it's that imposter syndrome thing that particularly in libraries we're, we're really good at. But um, that can also come down to how you do the approach, how you do the questions and how the format of the podcast is going to go. I had the great privilege of presenting a keynote um, at a conference that Sally co-convened last year. And that invitation was really scary for us in the same way that people saying, hey, we want to talk about the International Librarians Network on a podcast, we we just, and I, I do speak for my, my co-founders um, of the ILN, we're kind of, well, this was just a thing that we did. You don't ever think that what you're doing is something special and that you've got something to contribute. And so I think there's a real skill in the people running the podcast in being able to say, listen, just come with us for the journey and we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, that's right. and, and that's how it's worked with our, our conversation with you guys, with the library pros went that way. Um, and we've also been on the, um, there's a podcast here in, um, uh, out of Australia called New Cardigan, which is a, um, a glam sector podcast. And we've been interviewed on that as well. And it was kind of, oh, I'm not really sure what we've got to say, but once you get into the conversation, uh, it, it goes really well. So mm. I just wanted to put in that two cents worth from a, um, from a guest's point of view, the, I, I suppose the questions in advance and, uh, and some kind of discussion and contact in advance is really helpful. Well, that makes a lot of sense because when, when we put our podcast together, we, um, we like to get the script ahead of time to the guests so they know what to expect because a lot of times, in many respects, they've never been on a podcast before, they've never been interviewed before. Mm -hmm. So you want to kind of give them the background of what we're going to talk about. And even if the script that we say we never use completely yeah, falls apart, on. You know, it does, at least it keeps you grounded so you don't end up talking about one thing and then five minutes later you're talking about something completely different and you have no idea how you got there. So the mm -hmm. script keeps you kind of grounded. It, it, it's more like bullet points than it is anything else. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. but, and, and honestly, when we were on with you guys, uh, we had more fun talking when we were off mic than when we were on mic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we were <laughs> laughing and having a great old time. Yeah. So, and actually that was a learning experience for us to say, you know what, let it, let it hang out a little bit more and have mm. some more fun and laugh a little bit more. Mm. But, I mean, but there was so much that you guys had to, to offer and talk about with the ILN 
that it, there just wasn't enough time to do it all. And, mm. and then when we were on with Sally and Amy, I think we did 45 minutes before we plunked the mic down. <laughs> and it was just, you want to talk about giggling and laughing. Oh, my God, it was hysterical. So yesterday I listened to the most awkward podcast I've ever listened to in my life. Was it us? No, it was me. It was a, a podcast by a role-playing company called um, uh, The Onyx Path. And they have this new podcast. And they're interviewing someone that works with them, so someone they know very well. And like every other question was awkward silence. Oh dear. Like the answer. Ah. Let's the, do that. The entire time that. I thought about your scripts because I was like, they need a script. <laughs> why is why why they don't know they weren't prepped for anything that was coming. Do you know for a fact that it was script, or was it like, or that there was no script? Let me rephrase that. Yeah, because every single, the, the person speaking, like you could tell it was processing time a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And they weren't prepared for the downtime between oh, okay. the silence between the, the question ask and the downtime. Mm -hmm. um, and they didn't do any sort of silence deletion. So it yeah. was literally just you're sitting there waiting for the person to figure out what to say. Um, and that's not great, you know? Mm -hmm. the, the script really helps. We don't script. Um, we have uh, prepped what our books are, but we try to make it a natural conversation. So we've never been faced with those awkward silence mm -hmm. moments. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. I know Thank goodness. We only had it with one of our staff members that froze. So we regrouped and we did a different book. And finally, she was able to get it back on. But I we haven't had that. I know with us, we um, with our content, it's it's very like. It's constant because uh, in wrestling, it's it's weekly programming, so it's always weekly news, weekly things are going on and stuff. Um, and then we try and have like a really big topic. That's the one that's mostly difficult, but we usually come up with that. With guests, we kind of just we do send them like, hey, this is the basic of thing of what we're going okay. to do and stuff. I remember the one time we didn't. I think it was with Joe and Jared. Um, oh yeah, the first time. Yeah, the first yeah. time we had. <laughs> We had them on, and they're recurring guests now. Uh, Joe's actually a third member of our team. He became an official one. And what happened was they were like, we have no idea what you guys are going to ask, but this is going to be fun. And then we never really had that awkward silence. They just kind of went off on their own tangent, and we were just listening. Uh, so it kind of also depends on the person. Maybe the person just Absolutely. is yeah. not good at speaking. You know, Maybe yeah. they're not good at uh, answering a question without, like, having the physical thing in front and then writing out an answer. Because I know I've even done projects with people where they have to literally write down everything. Every word. You know? Ellen yeah. has to flag me. It's five. She's pointing yeah. to the timer <laughs> and going, stop, stop. I think that's Ellen's what I need to do. <laughs> yeah, buzzkill. That's me. Um, yeah. I think the guests do appreciate the script. I know I did. Uh, just because you, when you go on the podcast, you want to project your best answer and your best self. So yeah. it, it's helpful to have it so I don't, I can say what I really won't regret, you know, leaving out or saying, you know, in retrospect. So I, I do think it's a, it's a courtesy to your guests to have a script. Yeah, and typically if I'm interviewing a staff member, I will ask them, and if it's programming related, what do you want to promote? What's your baby? What is the thing that you're most excited yeah. about? They kind of bring that information to me. I look at it, disseminate it, and kind of come up with questions after that. But usually they'll come to me with, I really want to talk about this program because this Escape the Room event is going to be amazing. So it, it's a little more organic, but it's just easier because they already know. I prompt them ahead of time, just like everyone else but is trust saying. trust me, with the unscripted, there were times that I listened to it, and I call her up and go, 
on it. Yeah. Where are we uh, <laughs> oh my God, what did I say? That's true. <laughs> that's really, really the reason why I think that podcast I read with my friends was so bad was because we <laughs> didn't really script it. We didn't really have any sort of outline. Mm-hmm. We decided what we we're going to talk about, and then we rambled for like yeah. God knows uh, how long. <laughs> that was actually us for the first three podcasts. We just rambled, and like we uh, even had a script, but we just kept rambling anyway. So yeah, it was like we, some of it's nerves. Yeah, some of it's you nerves. Have to that's have right. Basic outline. Yeah. yeah, but I know that was like one of our biggest things is that we realized we had too much things to talk about and yeah. we just rambled on and we didn't gotta, like those topics anyway. Rain yourself in. Yeah, we cut it down and cut it down to like, what, five? We're now down to five. We originally had like 15 and stuff. Wow. We had 10. We had 10? Okay. We had 10 what? We had like 10 topics. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah we had like 10 oh. and then each one would mind. be like trying to like figure out how to pinpoint with yeah, how many time. minutes to do it, and we couldn't figure it out, so we were like, you know, cut it, so cut it, did, cut it, cut it. And now we do like about five, four to five, and then like a big topic, which is like, say, 40 minutes for each, 40 minutes for like the wow. first one, and then the 40 minutes for like the big topic, because we'll get into it. We'll get into it hard. We have an exploitive <laughs> rating for Wheel? a reason. It's <laughs> Wheel? Wheel. <laughs> so our whole you mean you? <laughs> our premise is almost like a commercial. You would do that's how we got it in the stacks you know you're going to a patron you're talking about a book and then there's some interaction between ellen and i asking questions about the story yeah we ours is more like an actual like what like actual radio show like yeah we, we try and make it like an actual i don't know we we also like to t- maybe it's just me i like to talk i i can't <laughs> <do that. No. laughs> what really i didn't notice, notice. what a surprise well, right. has anyone looked at the if, if you go into your apple's Interface now, you can see how long people have listened to it. No, I haven't so taken a look. Oh, yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, it's it's that's not as bad as I mean, they've, they've done studies now where it's most people are listening to you know, like 80, 90% of the whole, you know, they're not. The only thing is they might be skipping sections, like, you know, if people have ads in their shows, they always want to see if they're skipping the ads. But um, I don't know how long each of us are going. I'm, my, my show is probably about 40 minutes on average, 40. 45 um, and it's just what you know what can your audience what will they listen to and, and it, there's no set time limit it's just how much content do you have how much can you tolerate yeah, exactly. I don't, my right. mother's hundred hits yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. our audience is like used to it though it's like a lot of um, wrestling podcasts they do about an hour or so mm-hmm. or like an hour and a half and um, so it, we're kind of there and it's also just it's a lot a lot of just staying on topic is really what we're trying to do now because um, we do ramble. accomplish that that's uh, one of the biggest things that the was, most part <laughs> I mean that's what that's what Chris is when he started giving out the script in the first couple episodes I wasn't a really big fan of it and then I realized what it what its use is and it's to do exactly that so it takes a lot of the awkwardness away you know if somebody's not really comfortable it yep. lets the it lets the guest ahead of time know what they're going to talk mm-hmm. about or be expected to talk about we've had people jump into our, our Google Drive and, and edit kind of what they're going to say because they may not be allowed to talk about something that we've thrown in there or not feel comfortable about it. So they've added questions and taken away questions. And it always gives us a reference point to go back to if they get really off topic. Mm-hmm. So and I'm thinking of one particular uh, group of guests that we had, Chris, you'll remember, where it went so off topic it took up like an hour and 20 minutes of our yeah. session. Uh, wow. And we yeah. had to cut it into several sessions. and. And it didn't matter if we had a script in front of them or not. They just took off. It just so, went on. See, now, so would you think of going in and, like, editing out 45 minutes? Oh, we of did. Yeah. We did. Okay, Absolutely. you did. Yeah. You did. And yeah. the only, and, you know, I mean, some people are really comfortable with talking without a script at all, like Maurice Coleman. 
Oh my God! My Great podcaster. We, we just for threw the script out the window, and he did the show, and that was. And then he finished. It, so. He read the script the rest of the way. He closed the show out for us. Yeah. We didn't have to do our <laughs> outros or anything. Yeah. And he just read the whole thing, and he read it like he was really just kind of like whatever. Yeah. And it was hysterical. But you'll well, hear it on our show. I like that guy. Like him. If we didn't have a script to reference, I think we'd be in a lot of trouble because we, you'll hear our show say, "Okay, you know, well, let's get back to uh, you know the question about uh, how you started out in library land." You know, and it just brings the person back and reminds them that we kind of have a timeline and an agenda to, to fill. You well, know? Ultimately, so. you're telling a story, right? So you have a beginning, right. a yeah. middle, and an end. So yeah. it's right. good to have yeah. that structure. At least for me, it's really good to have that yeah, structure. Yeah, it's absolutely necessary. And it really works well when you have a guest who just, it's just not working. Because at least yeah. you have a crutch to lean on. We've, we've had a couple of guests that were, and I'm not going to name names, but. Well, you're pulling teeth. Well, they, they can listen to the episodes and figure it out. Yeah. Um, where it was just not going well. It wasn't going well from the word go, and you just kind of have to battle through it. And when you battle through it, at least you have something to fall back on. And if you have guests who are giving you the Robert De Niro one-word answers, then you know that you can fall on this script and say, okay, we're just going to follow this script, and we're going to go through it. And you know what? This is going to be 20 minutes, when it should be like 40 minutes or an hour and 10 or whatever it is. So you think it hasn't happened very often for us. We've been very fortunate. But when you do get you know, those flat tires, it's good to have at least, if nothing else, bullet points that you can, you can fall back on. So we learned in this po podcast is that there's, in the two-man groups, there's always one guy that loves the script and one guy that's like, we really don't need this, but comes around to it eventually like, yeah, that's a great idea. CJ, you right. need the script. I, I know I need the script. That, that's why it's closer to me. You know, I'm like, and, and you know what? We, have to, we usually try and break the guests, too. So if, if it's somebody you know that's not going to laugh, our goal will be to say something or do something to make them laugh. Right. And well, it like kind of breaks their shell. It's an icebreaker. It breaks their shell, and they're much more comfortable you know, for the rest of the session. So. Something that Chris brought up though about um, length of listening is that the average video actually has a precipitous drop off in views at 60, no, it's like a 60% drop off after 10 seconds. Wow. Really? Right, wow. it is, really quick. So, so you gotta capture so them in that intro. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And then get data from Give like Media. the same. Uh, For everything. Nobody has attention to do anything. Sorry, Mike. No, it's fine. Fair. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a lower barrier of entry for a podcast because data from Gimlet Media, which produces uh, professional top podcast brand podcasts, hmm. they so see that people on average will listen to a podcast longer than they'll watch a video. Because, again, it's a less barrier. You can do it while doing mm -hmm, the things. Right. So it's a less of a barrier. Of Did they give a number of how, what's the average? They did, but I don't know. You don't remember, okay. That's because they put up. the podcast on before they get in the shower. That's why. That's, that's why. <laughs> 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 you can't turn it off. So look for yourself, right? <laughs> well, and, and the other thing is, I mean, getting back to why we do this, I think if your content is unique enough, you know, like, so I have a limited range because we're talking about a specific region, but if you want to hear about stock car racing in the 40s in Freeport, there's not many other places you can go to hear yeah. it. So, you know, come along for the ride with us. Cornered the market, yeah. Chris. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Smart. That's how you get our, our That's secret right. plan. Yeah. Loyalty. Well, that actually is a good um, transition to our, our next question, which is, you know, what, what's the hardest part about doing this? Is it getting the guests? Is it configuring the equipment? Is it just finding a schedule to get, to get together? I mean, mm -hmm. if, even if you don't have, like there was one time that uh, Bob and I had a guest booked and they just never showed up. Oh, so two or three times that one got Yeah, and then yeah, we I just think, yeah. jumped right in and did one on our own, just the two of us. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I get I get twitchy if I don't have a show to edit and one already booked. So like, I have one that I have to edit now, and then I have, we have one <coughs> scheduled for a week from now. But yeah, for me, it's time finding enough time. That's uh, right. You know, that's stay here. Yeah, that's yeah, for time. Ellen and I too. It's just getting our schedules in sync. Right. And, and then getting a room that we don't have everybody right. knocking on the door. Right. And staying yeah. married through it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's that podcast thing, widow yeah. is a term yeah. for a reason. Yeah. We just got to make sure the library room is open when we schedule an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same issue, believe it or not. That's when I get that email for like a two in the morning on a, on a Tuesday night. First thing we I open up as soon as I wake up at seven in the morning. <laughs> did we hey. get the room? Did we get the room? Yeah, we got the room. Chris, can we get that room? You know you already have the room. <laughs> you just have to show up. That's pretty much what it's come down to. Yeah, and then you change the time on it, screw up our whole schedule. <laughs> that's only happened like five times in our... 39 episode history. It's not a good ratio, but. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we, we, Exaggeration. we, we recorded Sable a lot, but now in the summer they're going to be closed on se on uh, Sundays, which is when we usually record, so now we're scrambling to move somewhere else. So record at Sachem. Sachem's open on Sundays in the summertime. All right, we're coming. Sachem Public Library. And for us, I mean, part, part of it is that, part of it is our getting our schedules together, part of it is finding guests. Um, I know we talked about this before, but one thing, that because we're a library-related podcast, we like to um, look at the movers and shakers list in Library Journal. That's how we found Claire. Like Miss Ellen Druder, you mean? Like Miss yeah. Ellen Druder. Ellen Druder, yeah. Um, and, and a lot of our guests have come from, from the library movers and shakers list, and we haven't been turned down by, by one yet. So that's, that's kind of nice um, to not be turned down. Uh, but again, the hardest part, and like Chris was saying, having trying to have one in the can and one in editing. Uh, we don't. We try not to edit because we like the organic feel of the way we do our podcast. But sometimes you kind of just have to, just because you know. Sometimes your guest demands it. Sometimes, yeah. When you and have strange noises like we think are in our wall, then yeah. we have Chris diagnose what is that noise? <laughs> I mean, I, sometimes th there's been occasions where I can't get a room in the library, so I will just set it up on my desk, but right across the street from me. It's the fire station. Oh my uh, <laughs> Don't have any fire like, calls while I do this. Are you kidding me? So I have to go out. Sometimes I try to edit it in Audacity just to test my, my skills, just to see if I can do it. And then I'm like, all right, I'll just wait. And then you try to do it again, and then the alarm goes off again. Uh. So that's always fun. Sometimes, one day yeah. I'm just going to leave it in, I think. Just let it ride just and let see it go. what happens. It's entertaining, right? Yeah. I've done a couple from the house, and you can hear the kids running upstairs. Yeah. 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 Yeah, basement <laughs> office, so you hear them like, yeah, you hear the, the pitter-patter, right? This is what you improvise, and every time you hear that sound, you're like, oh, welcome to our special segment. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking game. Yes. <laughs> yes. We really are recording live at the Merrick Library. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ellen and I have often thought about uh, recording live in our branch, right on the floor. We've never got to that. Actually, in the, in the stacks. In the stacks. Literally in the stacks. Literally in the stacks. Which we thought would be interesting, too. Yeah, I just Thank thought of something. I know you guys mentioned something about patrons and getting guests, and, it, and now you just said interviewing well, live. Uh, well, what about getting awesome. kids on there? Yeah, get a, get a kid. Awesome. Yeah, kid be like, oh, the my favorite book is Cat in the yeah. Hat. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Really, Why? really good. Because I like cats. Yeah, <laughs> and cats. sometimes you get those one-word answers. Yeah, yeah, but it would be fun to do. It really. I mean, would be. when if you find a loquacious child. Yeah, when yeah. we did the yeah. May the Fourth Be With You program, and these kids got in front of that mic, they yeah. were not shy. Mm -hmm. They were all in, and they had a great time. Just coming live. Mm -hmm. Hi, little kid. I know you just walked in, but what's your favorite the book? The man on the street, kind of a. <laughs> right. 
deal in the library, the kid in the library. Hmm. Right, and okay. we just did, uh, we did one episode uh, from the Long Island Library Conference, and uh, it was a shorter one because there were so many people that watched and didn't want to come on. Uh, but the people were watching, and so I, th I found Nobody that really interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, the Nobody Mary crew came Mary. in we and took over the whole thing for a little while. Yeah, we were on. I shared my mic with Chris. Actually, yes. I took yeah. the mic from him. I think, I think one, of, one of my summer projects, I want to find um, a historian on the Long Island Railroad and interview them on the train to, That's great. to patch yeah. off. Oh, that would be great. Oh, that would be great. Would that have video? No, we could do. We have, we'll do some extra video. Get some GoPros and set them yeah, up? That's true. Yeah, that'd be as long as it says... The next stop is yeah. <laughs> Ron Conkema. Massapequa. <laughs> no. Yeah. Penn Station. That's a little bit dangerous to do that in LIRR. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. That's true. It'd be a long car. Plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that man? Click. Over there. I know we actually tried doing that on our way to a wrestling event to uh, on the LIRR, and it just never happened because it was so loud. So just a fun tip that it's it's going to be very loud. loud. Yeah. Like we'll go, we'll go off peak, I think. Yeah. No, no, it's like the the actual the rail itself. Okay, the, uh, yeah. Okay. Just a helpful tip. Yeah. We tried that and it just it didn't it, work. We it was a cool idea. Yeah, it was definitely a cool idea. Me. But you guys have money and jobs and an equipment. <laughs> <laughs> you can work your way around it. Instead we of can't. A, instead of like Snapchat and Instagram and just praying it works. The one we did at the Long Island Library Resource Council. That was a good one too. That was yeah. really good. We just we kind of went with no script. Pulled people in from the conference. We pulled a bunch of the speakers in. Well, Chris uh, helped Chris, us with you were that there too. as well, right? Chris, yeah, you had the bridal suite. Right? We yes, we were in the bridal yeah. suite. Yeah, we had to hide the mirror. We had to hide the mirror and the chairs in the bathroom. I remember that. That was great. Yeah, and it made we had connections. We became uh, friends with people at Adelphi. Yes. And, uh, it was and ultimately, that led that led to uh, one of our most important podcasts, the one that we did with Herb Biblo. Yes. Uh, yes, we interviewed yeah. Herb Biblo only a couple of months before he passed away. Yeah. And uh, we were told. That, and just because everybody who knows Herb, that he doesn't like to talk to talk about himself. And when he sat down, he just started right away. And we had to say, "Whoa, whoa, wait, wait a second. We got to turn this on. We have to re actually record this." And it was um, so um, so many people liked it that somebody had written to uh, ALA to say, "You know, he just passed away, and there's this audio podcast that was recorded a few months before he passed away, and he told his life story." And ALA asked us for a copy so they could archive it. Wow. So ALA yeah, has a copy awesome. of it now in their archives. That's pretty cool. So that was really kind of something kind of special. And that came from the, the Little Rick uh, conference. So that was kind of a special thing. That is, yeah. Yeah. You know, so we, do, we do a whole big project. Um, this was our fourth year of a veteran's um, testimonies. And I've always thought about maybe interviewing one of our World War II veterans or any veteran from any of the wars because I think that that would be interesting too. I know you guys just did that too, right, Chris? You guys yes, yes, we did. Uh, Newsday actually asked for space just to do the interview for um, a gentleman who served um, during the Battle of the Bulge, and he was just happened to be a patron, and he, he frequents the library. And they asked for space, and we actually made the booth available, and we uh, recorded the audio. And what was nice is they brought a videographer, and he was able to actually tie into our uh, board so he could use the audio from our board while he was taking wow. the video. Right. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. That's great. That and we great. did about an hour with him, and it was it was riveting to, to listen to this, yeah. the things he had to say and his experiences. Right. Yeah, and Ms. Sussman does that with, um, and makes a DVD for these gentlemen and their families and then sends a copy to the Library of Congress, and it's also available on our webpage. So last Saturday, we had the oldest Long Island veteran, 
that is on um, Long Island. He was going to be 99. Wow. So That's amazing. It's scary how much this stuff's going to be lost soon. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. And she started this project four years ago, and she's continuing on and reaching beyond our um, library patrons. Oh, wow. So she'll go everywhere. She traveled to Great Neck also. She traveled everywhere. Merrick, she's gone everywhere. Yes. <laughs> seeking out these um, vets, and then they come for the celebration with officials. It's very nice. That could be a good YouTube channel, too. Which it is could. Finding mm -hmm. the vets. Yeah. You just have her on the road with like a so GoPro. So the stories like never die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of oral history. I mean, oral histories are great. They're sort of prepackaged podcasts where the content can be shared so, so easily. Mm -hmm. um, and next to California, we have the most vets mm -hmm. state-wise. I think our county is the highest density. Yes. So we can now have the highest density of mm -hmm. this country. Yeah. Well, we have Levittown, remember? Yeah. Shout right. out to our sure. vets. Thank you very much for all yes. you do for our country. If any of you guys ever listen to podcasts, I don't know. I'm sure they do. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the vets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen to a few of them, so I guess I know what they do. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the plug is it's always the Saturday before Mother's Day. Okay. So we had almost 200 people to attend. That's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Okay, so I think we've, we're just about ready to wrap up. So does anybody have any plugs? Let's plug our podcast. Start over at the end with uh, In the Stacks. Well, you can find us, us in, in the Stacks. stacks. <laughs> Please tell your friends. Um, yes, we're, uh, yeah, you can find us on the, you know, Google and uh, on the Google and on the Apple. <laughs> the Google. Um, on the Google. On, yeah. And, and we, we, we do post to Facebook and we do post to Twitter and um, we have we also have our uh, WordPress website um, in the stacks podcast.wordpress.com so you can find us all over the internet thanks Mike well. <laughs> hey Mike you have something you want to plug uh, well I mean you can follow me on Twitter or Mike, at Michael Buono which is just my full name um, I have a lot of stuff coming up that are is not I can't talk about yet oh so a lot of it a lot of it's gonna be coming out there because um, if I talk about it now I'm not gonna be able to not a surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. You just like go away. Oh. All right. All right, you ready, CJ? Yeah, I'm going for my script. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to wear that belt? I'll put I'll put the belt on. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for staying tuned to our podcast. Special shout out to the Sage Public Library for the continued use of their equipment and space. Continue supporting us by rating and subscribing through Patreon, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn, Castbox, Deezer. Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play Music, and Apple Podcasts at Marks for Life Podcast. And now check out our YouTube channel, Marks for Life, for our podcast playlist and other content. Please follow us on social media on Twitter at Marks for Life Pod, Instagram at Marks for Life Podcast, our Tumblr page, Marks for Life Podcast, and our Facebook page at Marks for Life Podcast. And email us at Marks for Life Podcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or feedback. Until next time, Audio Marks. Good luck, about that? good luck, good Chris. Good. I have good. to follow good. that. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do those drug characters on TV? I, I should be an actor, I know. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, wish, I wish I was that young again. But uh, All right, so I am Chris Kretz, Long Island History Project, longislandhistoryproject.org. So depending on when this posts, um, you'll be, our latest episode will be either be the uh, History of Huntington in Postcards with P.J. Novak from South Huntington Public Library, or um, possibly someone else. So, <laughs> but we, we are at Long Island History Project uh, on Instagram. It's probably the other channel to follow us on. Um, 
Yeah, all the other podcast places are out there. And if again, if you have an Alexa, just go up to it and say, Alexa, engage Long yeah. Island history. Wow, that's amazing. Can I borrow the you belts when Chris. I do my promo? Yeah, sure. You can <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Caroline's getting the belt. Like I need to yeah. just, that's there great. it is. I'm going to hold it this way. There it is. Okay. So you can follow Caroline Tech at Top Shelf at the Merrick Library for all your latest news, the latest and the greatest from the Merrick Library, which includes programming and all things entertainment. Follow us on all social media, and remember to keep us on your top shelf. <laughs> Very nice. Sally, it's your turn. Uh, our website is Turbit N Duck, so T-U-R-B-I-T-T-N-D-U-C-K.com, and you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram with at Turbot and Duck. We also have a Facebook group, um, which is open to anyone in the library world, anywhere in the world. Uh, and we are not on Google Play because Google Play does not have podcasts in Australia yet, which is Ooh. kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, but we're on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio and all, all the regular all the regular places you can listen to a podcast. And if you haven't listened to it yet, it's a great podcast. A really even great even for you wrestling guys, they're very uh -huh. very entertaining. They are very I keep that in mind. We're gonna we're gonna save all of these. Uh, very <laughs> nice. Follow us. Yes. Very nice. Okay, Claire, it's your turn. I don't have a podcast to spruik. Remember, <laughs> I'm a professional guest, not a. <laughs> Just sponsor your university. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, here. if you're ever out in Australia, please come and visit us at the University of Wollongong, as Sally is going to in a couple of weeks' time. I am, yeah. And have a look at the International Librarians Network. The, go and have a look at the website and see the work that Claire and Alison and Kate did. It was an amazing project, and uh, all of their information and knowledge is all available, uh, Creative Commons and open source, and if you want to set up a mentor program, you can do it. It was it was an amazing thing, and um, Australian library people are very proud of, of what the ILN did and the work that, um, that, that the ILN team did. Uh, in putting it all together and making it happen it was fantastic thank you sally and i can i can say that we're actually <laughs> releasing a whole lot of information about how we ran the program and a final report on its sort of go to woe um as sally said that'll be released under creative commons via our figshare page um sooner rather than later we still don't have a date for that though very cool very very hmm. cool so thank you everybody for coming thanks for having uh, us now now it's thank our turn <laughs> <laughs> it's our turn. <laughs> so this is the this is the part where we test out the new ending music. Okay. Right. So uh this was fun. If you have any questions or comments from our show, the Library Pros, you can hit the contact us uh link on our website at thelibrarypros.com and uh we'll also include links and photos from this and all of our episodes on the site and don't forget to subscribe to our RSS feed, Apple Podcasts, Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, as always, the opinions stated by the library pros and their guests are solely those of Chris and Bob, and not those of the Sage Public Library, the MS Clark Memorial Library, or any other library. So we will see you next time. been listening to the library pros podcast the library pros are brought to you by pippet productions and by the library pros themselves krista christofaro and bob johnson 
Special thanks to Sachin Public Library for providing space for this podcast. Until the next turn of the page, I'm your announcer, Carlton Welch.